It's time for Dishing Up Nutrition with licensed nutritionist Darlene Kavist. Each week, Darlene explains the connection between what you eat and how you feel. Stay tuned to hear practical, real-life solutions for healthier living through good nutrition. Dishing Up Nutrition is brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Slow down, you move too fast. You got to make the morning last. Just kicking down the cobblestones. Looking for fun and feeling groovy. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. For any of you new listeners out there, we are a company that believes in using real food to heal your health problems. My name is Cassie Weenus. I'm a registered and licensed dietitian. I see clients on behalf of Nutritional Weight and Wellness at our YZ office. But even more important, I'm the mom of two healthy eaters listening back home right now. So as always, hello to my kindergartner, Riley, and my soon-to-be preschooler, Rissy. And we have a great topic in store for all of you listening this morning, and one that I know will speak to many, many listeners. Our topic today is skin problems, and more specifically, we'll be touching on acne, rosacea, and eczema. And in studio with me to try to cram about three hours worth of great information... (laughs) into one hour, is Kate Crosby. We have a lot of great information to get to today. Are you ready to talk fast? Boy, I hope so, Cassie. I hope so, too. Kate is a nutrition educator and counselor, and she sees clients mainly at our Lakeville office. She also teaches a lot of our corporate classes, and I know the last time I talked to our project manager, the one that sets up all these corporate classes for us, she said she had you running pretty much nonstop. I've been in a lot of places recently. Yeah. I've taught a, a really interested group in at Target about digestive health, sort of a topic we may touch on a little bit today. And a topic that so many people need, need help, help with, with, right? Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. So hopefully we do get that today to that piece today because it is related yep. to skin health and a lot of other areas of our health as well. And I want to start off today's topic on skin health by defining rosacea and eczema. We'll be talking quite a bit about acne, but I think everybody knows acne when they see it, yep. unfortunately. <laughs> but not everyone knows what rosacea and eczema are. Well, I think you're right, Cassie. So let's start with rosacea. Rosacea is a persistent redness, an inflammation that typically affects the middle third of the face. So think nose, cheeks, But your forehead and chin can also be affected. And what causes the redness of rosacea is that those tiny blood vessels, those capillaries, enlarge and become more visible through the skin. And sometimes pimples come along with the rosacea, right? Yeah, exactly. That's called acne rosacea. But keep in mind, it's a whole lot different from the acne that would commonly occur during adolescence. And in fact, that acne rosacea tends to get worse if you treat it with those typical conventional acne therapies, things like Retin-A, topical creams, or a prescription antibiotic. That acne rosacea actually flares up even more. Isn't that interesting? So, And eczema, so that's the rosacea. That's rosacea. Eczema, by definition, is sort of a general term used for many different types of skin inflammation. The most common form of eczema is called atopic dermatitis. And eczema can affect people of any age, but probably a lot of listeners know that it's most common in infants. And about 85% of those affected with eczema will have an onset prior to five years old. 
Yeah, and I, th- I think it's interesting to note that eczema can often resolve by the age of three in about half of those kids who are affected. But in the other half, the condition tends to recur throughout your life. And we all know, right, if we think about it logically, that acne is inflammation. It's localized skin inflammation that's due, at least in part, to too much oil production by your skin. So there seems to be a common theme here, Cassie. Inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. Right. And, you know, Dar has been saying it for over a decade that many health conditions we come up against throughout our life, from something as life-threatening as heart disease to something as mild as acne, many of the health conditions we face have a common culprit. And you said it, it's inflammation. Pretty, pretty interesting. Mm-hmm. But there is really good news about inflammation. The fact is, it's treatable. Right. Your best defense against inflammation is no farther away than your dinner plate or the next bite of food that you put in your mouth. Right. So what you're putting in your mouth has a lot to do with whether or not you're going to have inflammation. Now, before we talk about what foods should be on your plate to make your fight against inflammation successful, let's talk a little bit about what the culprits behind inflammation are when it comes to diet so that people know what foods they should get rid of. Yep. So avoiding the sugar and processed carbs, those are the two things that immediately come to my mind when I think Mm -hmm. of causes of inflammation. So if you're really struggling with acne, for instance, or if your teenager is struggling with acne, or if rosacea or eczema are your biggest concerns, take a minute. Think about whether or not you're consuming too much sugar in a day. Have you already filled your candy dish with the pastel-colored jelly beans for Easter? But maybe it's Twizzlers or Mike and Ike's. Maybe that's your vice. (laughs) Or the client I had on Thursday that said she already bought the little Cadbury milk chocolate eggs. Yes. I think for herself for Easter. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Or how about the many, many teenagers out there struggling with acne that are drinking a couple of bottles of pop a day? Talk about inflammation in a bottle. Yep. I mean, all that fructose corn, high fructose mm-hmm. corn syrup, it's, it's not good for many, many, many reasons, but let alone the fact that it can make acne worse. Um, other foods and beverages that can't contain a lot of high fructose corn syrup, a lot of juices, yeah, chocolate milk, mm-hmm. which is being given in schools, some of them. Yep. Yep. Cereal bars, granola bars. Lots of cold cereal has um, brands have yeah. high fructose corn syrup. Even applesauce, canned fruits often are bathed in high yeah. fructose corn syrup. Even pickles. Pickles. It's hard to find a good pickle brand without yeah. high fructose corn syrup yeah. in it. So you really, really need to look mm-hmm. and um, start being, you know, start to discriminate. Right. So, you know, I think for everybody, when we think soda and juice... I think it's obvious to people that that gives us sugar, right? Yep. And then the items you mentioned, Kate, like granola bars, cold breakfast cereal, they're what we would call processed carbohydrates. They came from a processing plant, so they're processed Mm -hmm. carbs. And many of our listeners know already that processed carbs turn to sugar in our body fairly fast. So the equation I want you to visualize in your head right now is sugar equals inflammation. So a big piece of the puzzle to getting rid of your acne, your rosacea, or your eczema is getting the inflammatory foods out of your diet, like the sugar, Mm -hmm. or at least greatly reducing these foods. 
So instead of having a bowl of, let's say, Smart Start cereal this morning with skim milk poured over the top. Can't you just visualize people stopping right <laughs> yes. now as they pour <laughs> the Smart Start into the bowl? Stop! That's really just a bowl of sugar with some milk sugar poured on mm-hmm. top. So instead of that, you could try our breakfast turkey breakfast sausage. That, that recipe you can find on our website, weightandwellness.com. And if you haven't been to our website, it's a great resource. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are, we've got wonderful recipes there, and the turkey breakfast sausage is one of them. It's probably one of the simplest recipes. It has about four or five ingredients. You yeah. can make it in minutes. Yep. And it's delicious. So how would you do set up that breakfast? You could have four or five ounces of the breakfast sausage, then maybe a slice of sweet potato, really thin, fry it, put some organic butter on top, you're set to go. Yeah. That is a delicious breakfast idea, one that I have had before, and I love it. And if you stick to no more than a half a cup of those sweet potatoes, you have a breakfast that's helping to put out the skin inflammation you might be experiencing instead of the cold breakfast cereal with skim milk on top that will only make that inflammation worse. Absolutely. But, you know, so maybe you don't have the ingredients this morning for turkey breakfast (laughs) sausage. That does require a little planning ahead. How about scrambling up a couple of organic eggs, add some chopped bell pepper and onions, cook it all over medium-low heat in extra virgin olive oil, and again, that's an anti-inflammatory meal. And another delicious one. And remember, it's not just what you're eating that can cause inflammation. It's what you're drinking, too. Mm, mm -hmm. First and foremost, anyone with acne or other skin conditions needs to quit the soda and start drinking more water. Or that chocolate milk, like you were talking about, that so many schools are serving these days. Right. Not only does that chocolate milk turn to a lot of sugar, so it contributes to the inflammation in your skin that way, but in a bit we'll be talking about why dairy products can mm-hmm. be a real problem for some people with unhealthy skin, mm-hmm. especially so for a lot of people struggling with acne. You know, and I think there are a lot of people who never stop to think of the harm that the caribou or the Starbucks coffee drinks could be causing them. Why would they want to stop and think about that? I know. Then they might have it's to quit treat. them, right? Yeah. You know, while a small coffee with a little heavy cream poured in it isn't such a bad order when you feel that need to support your local coffee shop, it's the mochas and the flavored lattes right. and any of those other what I call foo-foo coffee drinks. Those are a whole different story. Well, you can easily get 10, 15 teaspoons or more of sugar in your system after just drinking one of those specialty drinks like mm-hmm. a mocha or a caramel macchiato. Mm -hmm. So 15 teaspoons of inflammation is just another way of visualizing what these drinks do. Exactly. And we want to get back more to this topic about some other foods that can create inflammation in your body and certainly in your skin. But first, we're going to take our first break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition, brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. Do stay with us because when we come back from break, Kate and I are going to share some eat this, not that examples that can help you get rid of the processed carbs and the high sugar foods that could be harming your skin health. And if you have questions for us today regarding acne, rosacea, or eczema, or any other skin problem, call us here at the studio at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Take it 
For any of our new listeners out there, this is a program being brought to you by Nutritional Weight and Wellness. We're a company that believes in using the power of real food to heal whatever health condition you might be struggling with. The health condition or topic we're dissecting today is all things skin-related. And we will for sure be touching on things like acne, rosacea, and eczema. Before we went to break, Cassie mentioned we'd be giving you some eat-this-not-that examples to help you get going down the road of real food. So let me just start off. We already mentioned some good breakfast ideas, things like the turkey breakfast sausage. The organic eggs. Eggs. Yeah. So let's talk about snacks. It's also always a stumbling block for lots of our clients. Right. Instead of grabbing a bag of prepackaged trail mix for a morning snack that's so often loaded Uh. with added sugars and trans fats, how about trying some beef sticks? And apple slices with peanut butter. Num. And I love the Thousand Hills Cattle Beef Company. Sticks. Beef sticks. And Very those are at easy. the co-ops. Yep. Very easy. Yeah, quick Kids grab like and go. Them. Another one I like a lot is salmon salad on gluten-free crackers. Mm, num. Or tuna salad or chicken salad. Yep. Any of those. And we have a great salmon salad recipe on our website, don't we? Yes. So there too, weightandwellness.com and just click on... Recipes, recipes for that salmon salad. And at lunch, instead of taking a lean cuisine to work like I used to do <laughs> yes. before I found Nutritional Weight and Wellness, or maybe you're grabbing the Smart Ones frozen entrees, instead of that, because those things are usually way too high in carbs, they're always loaded with chemicals, why not try some wild rice cranberry oh. pecan salad? That's another Yummy. one. Oh, have you done that one? I have made it with grapes. Okay, so you can do it that way, too. Um, The way I make it is craisins. It's on the website. Again, weightandwellness.com. Click on recipes. It's wild rice cranberry pecan salad. In the summertime, whenever we're invited somewhere, I like to make this as the dish to bring. And it's gluten-free, dairy-free, which works for our family. But what I also did um, this year after Thanksgiving, or I guess that would have been this last year, when I had a bunch of leftover turkey, I diced it up, just cold turkey, and put it in here. And then it's a one-pot meal. Because it has protein, carb, and fat. So that's another great lunch idea. Okay, we have some callers here. So we're going to go to line one. Welcome, Kristen, to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Yes, thank you for taking my call. My um, situation is is I'm um, gluten-sensitive, and and I also have a bit of acne and psoriasis. But as soon as I cut out gluten, everything seems to um, go down. The main um, symptom, rather, of uh, the gluten is extreme abdominal distension. My my abdomen just expands crazy a few hours after I eat. So after I stop eating gluten, all of that kind of goes down. However, more recently I've noticed that when I drink any kind of wine or alcohol, Sometimes, not always, but my my abdominal gets that distension again, and then followed up with a little bit of acne and sometimes the psoriasis flares up. Is that, in your opinion, do you think that that's if I'm allergic to the alcohol, or is my like intestines just damaged from the gluten that it's having the same reaction? Wow, great question. Any thoughts on yeah. that, Kate? I, well, I'm, I'm just, wondering if there's if it's if she has a sulfite or a. Well, 
I'm also thinking that her gut is probably pretty imbalanced with and not enough good bacteria. And so it's the, the alcohol uh, is feeding the yeast, okay. which is just a it goes in very, very quickly. I'm visualizing that. That makes sense that sure, if you you know, you were probably eating gluten for years before you figured right. out the sensitivity. So oh, every yeah, time about you were seven years. <laughs> right. Okay. So think of all the damage that unknowingly you were doing over time to your gut health and you killed off a lot of good bacteria. And so what Kate is saying, and I think you probably did hit the nail on the head, Kate. Now you you ingest alcohol, which turns to sugar super fast, and sugar feeds yeast. So you still haven't gotten the balance back in your gut yet, and then you feed that yeast overgrowth a little bit, and as yeast feeds, it gives off gases, and you get that distension. And oftentimes, yeast does um, heighten the inflammation in our skin. There's just that connection with gut Mm -hmm. health and, and skin inflammation. So to get on a good probiotic, are you taking... Any type of good bacteria in supplement form? Um, I have one, but I'm not super great about taking it. I just, I need to just every morning instead of going for the coffee, I need to just go for that instead. Oh, you will feel so much better over Mm -hmm. time. It's a key piece. You can get the gluten out, but you have to heal your gut and it's, Mm -hmm. it can't do that by itself. So you want to get at least, I would say five, three to five billion Colony forming units. That's how they measure good bacteria when you look at your bottle. Bottle. So three to five billion, three times a day. Okay. And then I'm assuming then that that also in to help heal the gut. I should probably stay away from the wine as well, huh? Um, for right now, yeah. yeah, You know, get to a good place. (laughs) Get to a good place where you have more good bacteria than you have yeast, and then you won't notice such negative reactions. Okay, excellent. Well, thank you both for taking my call. Yeah, thanks, thanks for, for listening. Call. And then we're going to go to line two. Hi, Amy. Welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us? Hi, yeah. I um, I am pregnant for the second time. and Congratulations. I, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, but yesterday I kind of freaked out because as I was putting lotion in my legs, I noticed some, they're still really light, but um, lighter veins on my legs. Mm-hmm. And I never got any during my first pregnancy, um, but apparently I'm getting them during this one. And so I was wondering if there was anything I could do nutritionally to help reduce the appearance or spreading of the spider ring. Mm. You know, C? I think vitamin C would be huge. Okay. You know, you uh, what would you say, like a 1,000 at least? Mm-hmm. A 1,000 yeah. milligrams of vitamin C. Vitamin C maintains the integrity of our blood vessels. You know, you think back to the pirate days when they had scurvy, right? They yeah, were bleeding okay. because their yeah. blood vessels were breaking because they weren't getting that vitamin C. So this is just a, a milder form maybe of that. I would also consider vitamin K. Um, okay. There's some research showing vitamin K can help mm-hmm. with healthy veins. I would do 50, is that measured in milligrams or micrograms? 50 micro. Micro, I was thinking too. 50 micrograms a day probably of some vitamin K. And then be sure you're taking omega-3s. Are you doing an omega-3 fish oil? Uh, no, I'm not. That is I'm so not. wonderful, you know, during pregnancy okay. because it helps the developing fetus with the development of the brain and the eyes. Okay. So it would help from that standpoint. And I always think omega-3s when I think of healthy blood vessels, too. So I would yeah. try those three things. Omega-3s, you know, at least 3,000 milligrams a day would be a really okay. great starting place. And um, 
I didn't know if there is anything, but is there, um, do you know, do they continue after the pregnancy then, or is it one of those side effects that reduces if it's pregnancy um, related, or is it something that will just need treatment after um, pregnancy? You know, that's a great question, and I'm not sure if we have a for sure answer for you, but to me, spider veins are not pregnancy related you're noticing them right now but i i don't you know and maybe it's because you get pregnant and your nutritional needs increase but there's there's probably been some underlying deficiencies there for quite a while and it just shows up because you need so much more as as that baby grows okay all right well thank you very much yeah thanks for the question okay so we have a few minutes before our next right. break. Let's get back into this skin piece. And we were talking about what are some of the common culprits in our American mm. diet, right, that yep. lead to the worsening of rosacea or eczema or acne. And and let's kind of switch gears. We were talking about processed carbohydrates and sugars, but I want to talk about trans fats. Mm-hmm. We've mm-hmm. mentioned it time and again on this show that trans fats create inflammation, so it sure seems logical that to control or cure your acne or your rosacea or your eczema, which they're all forms of inflammation, it makes sense you should get the trans fats out of your diet. And boy, trans fats are everywhere. Um, you're going to find trans fats in everything from buns and, and baked goods at the grocery store to salad dressings. Um, store-bought brownie mix, for instance. Oh, yeah. And don't forget that some of the cold breakfast cereals contain trans fats, as do the ramen noodles and the Oreo cookies and the frozen pizzas. Hmm. You know, you kind of sound like you're reciting the menu of the American college student. Right? Uh Takes me back to those college days. Is it any wonder so many teenagers and young adults struggle with acne? Exactly. I do remember the Dishing Up Nutrition... um, program the radio show a couple of years back when our colleague Cara had one of her clients call in with her success story of how she completely cleared yeah. up her awful acne on her back that yeah. she had struggled with for years. I do remember that. I I think I was on, on that, that show? show. I can't believe that was a couple of years ago already. <laughs> but yeah, I remember this college girl, this client of Cara's, gave up the processed carbs. She gave up the trans fats and those were two key changes for her that really helped her clear up that acne. And her, did you mention, her acne was all over her back. I don't think she had it so much on her face, which is interesting, yeah. but yeah. but really bad on her back. And I've had many of the same experiences with my clients, um, young 20-year-olds who finally clear out the dairy and the, and the gluten, and it really clears up a lot of mm-hmm. acne. So anyway, this this young client of of Cara's um, was saying that her doctor was encouraging her to go on Accutane, which is a prescription medication. Um, pretty harsh prescription pretty medication. Harsh with a, a like a three page uh, uh, list of side effects. You know, um, antibiotics weren't working for her. Well, she didn't want to go on the Accutane. Right. So her mom. Paid for her to come see Kara, and there were several things that Kara helped her implement. One, giving up the processed carbs and the fat, uh, trans fats, like you were saying, Cassie. But one of the big things that Kara asked her to do was to give up dairy products. Mm-hmm. Yes, and that's a hard one, especially at that age. Yep. And I even remember asking Kara 
later after the show, did she really give up dairy? You know, college mm-hmm. age girl. Can you imagine? No pizza with cheese on top. Yeah. None of that stuff. No mac and cheese. And Kara said, well, I don't know if she gave it up entirely, but she really, really cut back. Mm-hmm. And for this girl, I, I think I remember her name was Greta. For Greta, that was good enough. She cut back oh. to maybe having it once a week, and her acne did clear up. And do you know what? Before we go on with this dairy piece, you it's time pick. for another break. All Those right. commercials pay for the show, right? <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to talk more about dairy because this is a biggie, especially when it comes to acne. But first, we're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Dishing Up Nutrition. We're talking skin health today. And when we come back in just a few minutes, Kate has an important warning for you. If you have rosacea on your face and it's more of the butterfly rash that also bridges your nose, she has an important warning there. So don't go away. And questions about your skin this morning, call us at 651-641-1071. We've already done half the show. I can't believe oh, it. It goes way too fast. So this morning we're talking about acne, rosacea. If you're just tuning in, something I wanted to warn our listeners about is that if more than just your cheeks are red, so red cheeks is usually just rosacea, but if more than your cheeks are red, so for instance the bridge of your nose and your cheeks, this may sometimes be a body sign that you have lupus. Lupus is an autoimmune disorder, meaning the body's actually attacking itself. And this is when you absolutely need to eliminate gluten from your diet. Gluten is most often a trigger of autoimmune diseases, and getting it completely out of your life is a piece of the puzzle in getting that lupus into remission. Mm-hmm. Really important. Really fact. important, and important so that you don't develop other autoimmune diseases down the road. Getting that gluten out is key. So we have tons of callers on the line here. Let's. Okay. What do you say we take a couple? Okay. Judy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. You had a question for us. Yeah, I just was wondering if diet um, is a contributing factor for boils. Absolutely. So tell us now, did this just start in adulthood or? Um, Yeah, it it did. Actually, it's kind of weird. It started in about the last five years. And um, I have been experiencing menopausal syndromes and um, some of the boils have been on my stomach, my legs, but because some were located in the groin area, my gynecologist took a look and told me that um, that sometimes when you go through menopause, that apparently you experience hormones can contribute to that, and that's what she thought that that was. Um, I just am wondering if there's a way to get some of that under control so I don't have them. None on your face? No, none on my face. I have a thought. Do you have any thoughts, Kate? Go ahead. Zinc. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Zinc. Again. Sorry, Kate and I were kind of conversing here, saying who was going to take the the call. But um, I I think you have a zinc deficiency. Um, and certainly, you know, zinc is related in regulation of hormones. There could be some link there to entering menopause. But, um, you know, if you do you live nearby any of our offices? Um, I, I live in Burnsville. 
Burnsville wouldn't so be too far from to Lakeville. Lakeville. We mm-hmm. have a zinc test, real simple, easy zinc test that we do at no charge if you come in and ask for it, where you just put some liquid in your mouth, and depending on the taste that you get, the receptionist can tell you if you're rock bottom low in zinc, if you're just a little low, or if you're adequate. And I would really recommend you stop in and do that, and then if you are low, you could pick up reacted zinc is the mm-hmm. most absorbable form that we have there. Um, but it really sounds like you are zinc deficient. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Do you eat a lot of dairy? Um, I, I do minimal dairy because I have allergies. Um, so I have like a glass of milk maybe a couple times a week at most. Okay. You might even cut it all out. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt. It wouldn't hurt. Dairy could um, certainly be contributing to to more inflammation. But do get that zinc tested. Okay. Okay. All right. Thanks. Thank you for the call. Okay. Okay. We're going to go. Is that line four? Sandy, welcome to Dishing Up Nutrition. What's your question for us? Hi. Hi. Excuse me. Off the track, but I'm just wondering uh, what are the important vitamins for women over 60 to be taking for their skin? I have a lot of dryness, and um, I'm just not sure what vitamins to take. Well, vitamin C for sure, just maybe not directly related to the dryness, but just thinking as we age, prevention of wrinkles. Um, fish oil for sure. Fish oil for sure. Omega-3 fish oil, 3,000 or 4,000 milligrams of that. A day. And a then day. maybe the GLA. The GLA, I would say for dry, yeah, if you are really noticing dry skin, I would do the GLA. That's an essential omega-6. Mm-hmm. Um, it it helps with skin, um, hormones and, you know, yeah, um, that's a great one. I have a problem with, with the fish oil. Um, and I don't know, um, it's a mega, um, excuse me, omega three good. Yes. Okay. Well, I just have a problem with over the counter type. So is Mm -hmm. there any better ones that I could buy through your company? For sure. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, if you go to our website, you can order online or if you stop in one of our offices, we have a few different brands. The one that I take and the one that's the most affordable is called Nutriki. Okay. Um, and that has a thousand milligrams per capsule. So you'd want to take three or four of those a day. Of the, of the, uh, of the omega-3 by, omega-3. by Nutriki. Is with that? That is that, the fish oil. That is the fish oil. The omega three is oh. the fish oil. All right, got it. And then the okay, omega, then... yeah, the omega six will say G L A on the bottle. That's different. That's an omega six oil. But okay. I, I really think you want that one on board um, okay. for dry skin. G, that'll say G L A. That'll say G L A on the front. Okay. And then, of course, helpful. drink lots and lots of water. That's yeah, a big I'm piece fine. of the puzzle. It's really. That's such a thing that I just have to force. and uh, It's hard, hard but it, it's so important. Um, and, you know, a good idea is to buy a fun bottle Ooh. like Kate has. Cute, you know, pink. Um, it doesn't have to be pink. But buy a cute bottle that holds like 32 ounces. And then, you know, if you fill that up twice and finish it throughout the day, you've gotten your eight glasses of water. Because it's easy to get through the day and be like, oh, how many did I have? Did I get to my goal or not? Yep. So That'll help because I'm on a weight loss, too. I'm fine. I'm fine. But I love pink. 
for that. There you go. There, there get a pink bottle. Okay, <laughs> thanks right. for listening, Sandy. Bye-bye. Okay, let's take another caller line. Right. Line three, Melissa, welcome to the program. Good morning. Good morning. What's your question for us today? Um, about six months ago, I just had my third baby, and um, I have uh, keratosis pilaris. I'm not sure if I said that right, but um, on the backs of my arms. But after I have my, after I've had each of my kids, it gets really bad, like on my legs, like my thighs, and even kind of like um, my my hips and up my back. And is there anything that I can? I drink a ton of water, so besides that, is there anything I can do eat to kind of help that or? Anything I can do. <laughs> and, you know, for all the listeners, explain the keratosis pilaris a little more. It's the... It's like the, the little bumps on mm-hmm. my... Like the little... It's like the... It's, yeah. I, I was once told it's like an ingrown... Air follicle. Like, mm-hmm. in, yeah. And so, yeah, for some reason after I have my kids, it's just... It gets, it's awful. And I don't know... I mean, I have really fine hair, but I just don't know if there's anything I can, you know... If, I don't know. I've done I would, a lot of lotion. Yep. Like, you know. I think I think GLA um, is huge. You know, in food sources of GLA, that essential omega six would be game meats. You know, so if your husband's a hunter, it would be the like deer. Or, yep, mm-hmm. any of mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, I guess those are the. That's the big. That's the big one. The big yeah. um, dietary source, but to really affect that, I think being that you have it in so many different areas, you need a therapeutic dose for at least a while. And that would be buying, an, it'll either say omega-6 on the bottle or it will say GLA. Um, and you'd want to do between 600 and 1,200 milligrams a day okay. of that. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks for the call. Thank you very much. Yep. Um, let's get back into script just right. a little bit. And hopefully we have a caller on the line. Hopefully she'll wait because we'll get to that in a while here, but I want to talk a little bit more about where we left off with the dairy. Mm-hmm. We were talking about acne flare-ups and the connection between acne flare-ups and dairy. And the connection there always reminds me of Dr. Lauren Cordain. He's a um, professor at the Department of Health and Exercise Science at Colorado State University. He's uh, widely acknowledged as one of the world's leading experts on the natural human diet of our Stone Age ancestors. He's authored more than 100 different research articles, but many of you may know him by the fact that he's written the book The Paleo Diet and another book called The Dietary Cure for Acne. Yes, and I was just rereading some of Dr. Cordain's work in preparing for today's show, and I have in front of me information from one of his first studies. It was published in 2002. It was published after almost a decade of research. And as part of the research, Dr. Cordain and his associates went down to an island off the coast of New Guinea. So a very primitive part of the world where basically the Western culture is absent. And they followed these people for years and they did not find mm. a single case of acne, beautiful mm. skin in this culture. And then they did another little study where they went to the jungles of Paraguay. So a different type of people, hunter, gather type of people, mm-hmm. but still pretty cut off from Western culture. They followed these people in the jungles of Paraguay for two years. And in those two years, not one single case of acne in the entire population. These are really interesting studies, and while each of these locations that they went to were different ends of the world, there was a uni- there were some universal characteristics of their diets that stood out, and this is what we really want to emphasize. 
First, both diets were fairly high in protein. Well, and virtually no processed carbs. Okay. Mm -hmm. Secondly, they had a low glycemic load. And in really, really simple terms, very low in sugar. Low starch, yeah. Thirdly, there were no dairy or grain products in either of these primitive culture diets. Mm-hmm. So there you go. What does that mean? That means they must be podcasting Dar and eating the weight and oh, well this I way. So. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, it just sounds like you're describing the weight and wellness way of eating, doesn't yeah. it? A little higher in carb, pull back on the starches. Yep. And, of course, real Real food, food. not man-made, is what we talk about all the time. Now, the no dairy, no grains piece of this is interesting, and I want to talk more about that piece when we come back from our last break. Um, Hopefully, we still have some time when we get back for some really great information because there's some more things I want to cover, and I do want to talk a bit more about supplements. So do stay with us, supplements for skin health, that is. And on a bit of a different note, Kate has a great class she wants to tell you about if you're looking to shed a few pounds before you pull out the shorts and the tank tops for summer. summer. Or maybe some people will pull them out today. Today, 60 degrees. I'll wear shorts when it's 60. So we'll be right back. But before we get back into our topic, As Cassie mentioned, we've got a very popular class that Nutritional Weight and Wellness is offering several times this upcoming week at a lot of different locations. This is a class that's great for anyone finding it harder to maintain a healthy weight. This is a class that's great for anyone whose cravings continually sabotage their best intentions. And this class is great for that person who seems to continually lose and gain the same 10 or 15 pounds. How many times have we heard that? Yeah. The class is called Jump Start Your Metabolism. Cassie, where is it going to be held? Jump Start is going to be on Monday the 12th, 530 to 730 in Hudson. And then it's on the upcoming Wednesday, the 14th of March in Stillwater. Wow, Kristen and Kristen teaching both of those. And then it must be Thursday, the 15th here, Jumpstart in Eden Prairie. Mary Haugie will be that teacher. That one starts at 7. Great. So, yeah, some great classes. We also have Monday night Hot Flash Solutions for Perimenopause and Menopause being taught in the evening in Wyzetta. And another great class that mm. is so important for so, so many. Important. Thursday, um, the 15th, is the Food Connection to ADD and ADHD. Where is and that? That one's in New Richmond. Oh, yeah. Know. Have we yes. taught there before? We are building up Very more cool. and more. Way yeah. out east mm-hmm. there. So, um, so lots of great classes. If you want to learn more, you can go to our website at weightandwellness.com. Or if you want to call the office, the St. Paul girls are in. That's 651-699-3438. Thank you. So either way, you can learn more or sign up by going to the website or calling. And let's see, we have a caller that's really been waiting around here a long time. So let's get to Pamela. Good morning, Pamela. Thanks for hanging on. Oh, thank you for taking my call. I tuned in later in the hour, so I'm not sure if you covered this, but my father's 85 and he's had eczema quite bad. It's kind of clearing up, um, but he's had it quite bad for the past two years and he's gone to numerous dermatologists and they say, well, you just have really dry skin. So... 
go ahead and mm. put this lotion on for the rest of your life. Mm. And consequently, it's just not clearing up. And I said, well, Dad, I think it's more than dry skin. I think yeah. there's a nutritional base to it. So how, what can I do to help him? Yeah, that's interesting. So it just started here in the last two years. He did not have eczema before then. Mm, not to my knowledge. Okay. And I don't know if it was stress-related. I know he had a B12 deficiency, so they gave him... He was taking B12 shots for a while, and I said, and I know he's taken Tums quite a bit because he's had um, <laughs> reflux. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I said, well, maybe your gut needs to get some heal and needs to be healed up too, Dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, you know, I would certainly think of gut health and get him on some probiotics, okay. some good bacteria, mm-hmm. a couple of times a day, and, and then fish oil again. Fish oil is always good. Mm-hmm. They say, what, upwards of like 90% of us or more are deficient in fish oil. Mm-hmm. So an omega-3 fish oil. Does he take any of that? No. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. so. No, and I was going to take a trip to your yeah. to your office and buy some for him. You know, there is one there. I don't know how compliant he is, but there is a liquid that I like because it's extremely potent. Yes, you don't have to take it so many times then. So okay. do you just take it once? I just take a teaspoon. Yeah, you can just do a teaspoon. It's a, it's by Metagenics. Yeah, that's the omega three, and it's called high concentrate. Okay. And it's yeah, one teaspoon a day, and he'd be good to go instead oh. of three or four capsules. Okay, that would be good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, be much better for him. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and then a good bacteria, probably you know the best for him. He'd see the results the fastest is if he did the Metagenics powdered. Bifidobacteria, so again, the same brand, and um, do a quarter teaspoon in the morning and a quarter teaspoon at night. Okay, and it's powdered, so do you mix it with You just mix it in a little bit of water, and it really has virtually no flavor. And do you have to do it on an empty stomach? It's best on an empty stomach, yeah. Yeah, so just 15 minutes, you know, before breakfast would be enough, and then again, 15 minutes before dinner. Yeah, I would start there. And then does he eat a lot of dairy? Um, Do you no. think? Cheese well, he or... drinks milk, and I know they're big cereal eaters. Yeah, I would lay off, if he really wants to address this, at least for now, lay off the milk. Okay. 70% of the population has a, a dairy sensitivity, and milk and ice cream are usually the two biggest culprits when we're talking about what's going to aggravate our skin. You know, and it might be that just over time he has lost the stuff to digest milk. Mm-hmm. So at least while you give him this good bacteria and focus on healing his gut, ask him to, to lay off the milk. Sometimes I think when we approach it to our parent as, you know, maybe this isn't forever, but let's lay off it for now while we heal a little bit, then it yeah. kind of gives them a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Can I ask you a more question about vitamin D? Sure. I know it should be between 50 and 70. Is that for all adults, regardless of male or female? Oh, the level, your blood level? Yeah. Your blood level? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. And 50 to 100 is usually what I say. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know there's different. There's, yeah. 50 to 80, 50 to 100. But yeah, that's for everybody, male and female. Okay. And 18 would be considered an adult? Absolutely. Or? Yep. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much. I love your show. Oh, oh thanks great. for listening. You're welcome. Just lost my what? pen. I hope I don't have to take notes anymore. Lying around. <laughs> you know, we do have a couple more callers. If we don't get to them today, I do hope they call the office. I'm in at Wyzetta today. 
So um, you could call the same number, 651-699-3438, and push the YZ extension. There might be somebody in St. Paul, too. Sometimes we have a counselor out there that could answer a question. So we do Mm -hmm. encourage you to call the office if we don't get to your question today. Um, But I wanted to get a little bit back into topic. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about Dr. Cordain and his fascinating work showing the link between dairy and different skin conditions, especially the acne. And I, I just want to mention to everybody, don't don't forget the gluten piece. Not that everybody has a gluten sensitivity, but I know for me and clearing up my acne, mm. getting the gluten out was a big piece of the puzzle. And I've seen it in my clients before. So yep. it might be, you know, something to consider that maybe gluten is aggravating your skin, yep. whether it's eczema, rosacea or acne. And then we mentioned just briefly intestinal health. I think I think you kind of brought it up, Kate. Yep. Well, sure you did. You were talking about your target class, yeah. too, and how you taught a class on mm-hmm. gut health. Mm-hmm. Almost everything health-related is Those... related in some part, mm-hmm. right, to yeah. our intestinal health. Yep. If yeah. it's cruddy down there on the inside in your gut, it's going right. to show up in some shape or form as cruddy on the outside. Yep. And sometimes that's the skin. So we talked about it with this last caller Pamela, you know, heal the gut, get some probiotics in. I was mentioning to her the ultra bifidus, um, which is what I actually take and my kids take. So Mm -hmm. starting with a quarter teaspoon a couple of times a day is a great idea. And we are so probably not going to get to all of our supplements. Uh Is there one other key supplement? Well, um, zinc. Zinc, zinc is, is such huge. an important. Don't you one. always think skin when you yes. think zinc? Yes, especially for acne, kids with acne, um, well, mm-hmm. any skin disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a really important one. It's also really important for hormone regulation. So, immune yep. system, all... immune system. You know, in one of the body signs, it's not that everybody with low zinc will have this, but look at your nails. Do you have yes. white spots on your nails? Because that. Um, is indicative of a zinc deficiency. Yep. So we've talked about omega threes throughout the day today. We've talked about um, GLA, the omega six. Yep. We were just mentioning get your gut healed. So that's the ultra bifidus. We talked about zinc, but the hour is coming to a close. Uh-oh. So you know anybody listening that's suffering with a skin problem, if you haven't realized this already. Your skin having issues is a body sign that something else else is wrong. You know, you can do round after round of antibiotics like I did back in the day, or mm-hmm. you can use topical creams and steroid creams like so many of our clients have or like the caller's dad is doing. But these things only put out the smoke for a while. They don't really get to the cause of the problem. And as is the case with any topic of discussion here on Dishing Up Nutrition, right? The first yeah. step in healing um, your skin, your skin or whatever, right? Whether it's acne, rosacea, eczema, the first step in healing is cleaning up that diet. Yeah. You can load it up with all kinds of great supplements, but you really need to get the processed foods out of your life. So kick the sugar habit, get the breakfast cereals and the breads and the pastas out. Consider going dairy-free And don't forget to join us again next weekend when Dar will be on with special guest Gary Tobbs and his latest book called Why We Get Fat. Have a fabulous weekend. The content and opinions 
expressed are those of the hosts or presenters. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Statements made with respect to products have not been evaluated by the FDA.